Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's see what we have going on here. Hmm. Hello? Hello, how you doing? Holy smokes, Miley. <laughs> how you doing? We're doing fantastic. Look at your chair. Thank you. Thank you very much. It is beautiful. That is Thank you very much. Are you kidding? Yes. You know, I'm, I'm trying to, again, I think all of us are looking for ways to get creative with our environments right now. Yeah. Um, and again, even though we're kind of doing things in a way that's not exactly ideal, trying to keep up with it, still feeling entertaining. And, and so uh, an artist, Peter Shire, made this share, and I thought it would be a nice way to be able to bring some, some entertainment and some fun to a time where we're all, I think, looking for a little bit of that. I thought I was fancy with my summer dad shirt here, but I said. love the summer summertime dad shirt. <laughs> summertime dadness, I love it. Uh, so we have the album coming. We're not sure when. She is Miley, and then of course the new song, uh, "Midnight Sky." And you know you've been doing a lot of press recently, a lot of long interviews. And one of the things that I've noticed in these interviews is uh, people are just obsessed with your personal life, and that's where a lot of the conversation is. And if it's okay with you, I want to focus on the music for our interview today. That sounds ideal. That sounds perfect. Uh, and let's start with Midnight Sky, which is just incredible. I think for me, it's probably the best song you've ever released. Your voice is better than it's ever sounded before. It just felt really in the pocket for me listening to it. I'm wondering how it was for you when you finished it. How did you feel about it? Well, you know, actually going on what you said before we started about focusing on the music, that's what's been my priority. Um, and that's why even in the visual for Midnight Sky, I wanted to have my microphone. It's very anti-gimmick, anti-kitsch, which has been such a big part of my storytelling, um, has been my career based on kind of shock value and kind of like creating a new identity through... Um, through, I think, kind of larger-than-life personality-driven performances. And then now to bring it back centered, to focus on the music, which has been, honestly, I think something that's been getting all of us through 2020. Mm -hmm. There's been some incredible releases. Um, you know, a lot of my peers have been putting out uh, music in this time, which has given us this sense of, like, normalcy, but also escapism. Um, but again, you know, kind of focusing on Midnight Sky, and it's, and it's kind of nod to Stevie Nicks, Debbie Harry, Joan Jett, some of my kind of uh, icons and inspirations that have kind of got me to kind of morphed me into who I've become. And when you wrote Midnight Sky, can you talk about that process? Is that, is that where you're just joss, jotting down notes over time or did you sit down in well, a writing session? What's really interesting about it is something that I've never done before is I almost kind of wrote this song in a way in two parts. One part of it 
is the like experience and um, kind of knowing that I wanted to control that own narrative, you know, over the last two years experiencing just, uh, just life, you know, a lot of loss, a lot of evolution. Um, and again, like you said, people are obsessed with my life. And so I really thought that it was, I always want to, I always want to, kind of share my story through my art. Because again, getting to write down these lyrics and say it exactly how you mean to in a poetic way. Um, so that was really important. So that was over the last two years. And then writing a song during this 2020 kind of, all of us are just in this new normal, writing a song about going out and being under the disco ball and taking the midnight sky and, uh, you know, for me, it was like being out in New York, going to see Debbie Harry at CBGB and then like going to Studio 54, which is so not our reality right now. Right. Um, so it was really interesting writing a song that was based on on strict reality. But because of the change of circumstances, it almost became fantasy, which usually I kind of write so autobiographically that I don't always explore that kind of surrealism. Seems ironic, but um, I, I feel like this was able to, I was able to tap into kind of some surreal fantasy also because it's so not our normal right now. Miley, I want to touch on the fact just how much your music brings people together. And so Bangers came out, I was a freshman in college and I got in trouble like one of my first couple months at school. And I had to do community service. Me and this kid were making dreidels. We were going to donate them to a local Jewish school down in Florida. And he turned to me and he said, do you like Miley Cyrus? I was like, I love Miley Cyrus. I've been playing bangers on repeat for the last couple of weeks. And we became best friends. We roomed together. We ended up living together for two years. And it's just crazy how your music can bring these people together. And just how you talked about, you know, transforming and how you've done so many different evolutions. But I think there's one thing that you always say consistent. And it's just the fact that you use your voice for people that don't necessarily have one as loud as yours. And I think mm. that's so incredible. And I just want to know how you decided to make that a priority and who you are. Well, I really, really love that story. Uh, I think the more controversial something is, the more when two people agree on it, it becomes like glue right away. Right. Um, so I love that. And, you know, I think what really opened my eyes to that was it's always been important um, for me and for my family. Like my dad just you know, he, he's always made giving back and like being a part of his community such a priority. But I think when I realized that it was my turn to make that kind of um, as much a part of my platform, as much a part of like being an actress and a singer and an activist, they're kind of like my focus. And I, um, I, I really woke up to that during the VMAs in 2013 because I realized how much attention could be on me for such a silly reason. I mean, like, uh, I was a sexy bear. I mean, doesn't <laughs> everyone when they're in their 20s dress as a sexy bear at some point? I wasn't doing anything that different than, like, you know, probably one of the college Halloween parties. Um, so it really would have been the idea that I can create so much noise by... It, but it's only focused on me. It's focused on my performance. It doesn't feel like there's like a greater purpose. And I, and I realize the power of my platform and how many people I can get talking. And I'm like, what if this talking then turned into conversations, come up with like healthy debating, mm -hmm. uh, people being heard. And so just, you know, kind of redirecting some of the focus from like, guys, is it really that big of a deal that I came and, you know, 
got naked dressed as a teddy bear. I, there's there's all this thing. Like I, we're shooting the VMAs in LA. We're coming out of Staples Center, and I live in one of the capitals of the most homelessness in any other city in America. Mm. Um, mm. And it just felt it felt backwards. It felt wrong. Mm. I want to ask you, having a voice like that, and you know, if you don't know, Miley's godmother is Dolly Parton. Do you think you get a lot of that from her? speaking out on things that are important to you. I mean, we just saw her the other day where she talked about Black Lives Matter in such a poignant and eloquent way. I was really moved by what she had to say. I don't know if you saw that or not, but do you think she has an influence uh, on you that way? She has an influence on me in every element of my being, whether it's as a professional, personally, uh, you know, as an activist, a humanitarian. She honestly on and off she's exactly who you would imagine her to be you know when they say don't meet your heroes mm-hmm. unless it's dolly parton because she's better in real life um because she's the first one i've never seen her leave a set without giving a dolly hat to each and every single person on the crew from the bottom to the top mm-hmm. and she just is the most giving and it's not just about doing great things for people on a large scale it's about the everyday little encounters that you have with people um and she makes everybody feel special every time she has an interaction with them my wife her car's name is dolly so when she starts yes. it, she says in her phone she's like hey siri start dolly that is perfect <laughs> that's, that's amazing. perfect it's amazing. so let's go back to the album i know you want to wait to release the album until you get back on the road is that still the plan I mean, listen, plans are meant for breaking at this point. I think all oh, of us. Let's drop the album. Let's please, go. Marley, please, I'll do anything. <laughs> I Listen, here's the thing is like, honestly, I the record, I, I worked with Billy Idol. I made a song, you know, I, in my set, actually a set that I think is very reflective of me and even the record is when I played Glastonbury over a year ago. And I ended up doing like Ashley O, you know, Amy Winehouse, Metallica, but then like Old Town Road. Like I really just want to, I want to have diversity and dynamic, not just in my sets when I perform live, but on my records. And I think I've really been able to achieve that with this album. Mm -hmm. That's why there's so much pressure when it comes with the first singles, because in a way that's almost kind of saying, this is what the body of work is like. But for me, there's just so much dynamic to it. Um, But they are records like, you know, a record I did with Billy Idol. I have to do that live. Like, it's Mm. not the same. Uh, And it won't work on Zoom. There's no way I'm getting Billy Idol to figure out Zoom and how to perform from home. And like, he just had his grandchild. He's like, I got to wait, you know, but I think for the the records that I have lined up as kind of singles and, and, and being able to take as much focus that I would give to 14 songs to each individual song so they really get their full potential. That's mm-hmm. kind of my focus, focusing on singles and letting them have their fullest potential when it comes to visuals and the way that I've been able to do performances. Because I want, I want, you know, when we look back at these performances I'm doing during this time for them to be timeless and for you not to go, oh, that was at 2020 at home. It's like, I'm trying to keep up with an idea that I think, I think pop culture is such a sweet escape for people at home. Um, and again, the, the, the kind of weirdness of it and the surrealness of it gives us a sense of reality when we're watching it at home, like a normalcy. Mm-hmm. I remember you talking about when you released uh, We Can't Stop as your single for bangers and how 
stressful that was for you. You know, you pick this and how you just said that declares like, this is the body of work that I've just created and how you go back and forth with which single. And I feel like Midnight Sky just speaks to this whole new Miley, if you want to call that, that we're going to get. And I just think it's so interesting that you're tapping into this rock. And like Carson said, you're in your pocket. And I just want to know, you know, do you think that you are just trying to not necessarily stick with one genre anymore? You just want to cover all the bases now? I think it's kind of, again, like almost in a way, we're going backwards by creating these divides and genres because, I mean, pop music, Rolling Stones, The Beatles, David Bowie, Madonna, obviously, Cher, Blondie. These are all, this is all pop music. I mean, really, when you talk about it, pop is popular. It's like, again, what is in the pocket? What's on the pulse? What's relevant now? What's like culturally just right? on and that's what pop is and so i think the idea that like you know i guess maybe in later 90s early 2000s we started feeling comfortable with the structure or a formula you know i did a whole episode of black mirror based on the formula mm -hmm. um and i think that that's kind of dead now i think we're moving into a sense of we get to create you know, who we are, our identities, not being boxed in. Um, you know, my dad, he, he once wrote me a letter that said, don't think outside the box. There is no box. Because even then, if you start thinking outside of it, you're aware of its being. So the further you way you get to it, the more fear you have. Is this, is this too much? Am I taking it too far? You can't think outside of it. You got to think like it doesn't exist at all. What's the most important piece of information Billy Ray gave you about making music, not about the career of being in the business or the celebrity stuff, but like, like the brass tacks of creating a song, being in the studio. What, what is it that he gave you? He, and I think this is something Dolly has done and uh, everyone great does this is stay aware of who is coming up, what's new, don't get too comfortable, don't be scared to collaborate. I think when you, you know, you know something is working, you can get a bit controlling and get scared to get too far from what has been or what's worked from you and don't be afraid of collaboration. Um, that it's sabotage to think that you're the only one that can have a great idea. Um, and that was something that for the, for the, you know, when I left Hannah and started doing my own thing, that was something I had a really hard time with because I had been told what to do and who to be, you know, by being in that kind of corporation world. And so I had a really hard time with understanding collaboration. Mike Will and working on Bangers, that was really a time where I could open up and I, I felt protected, but a sense of freedom. And he was just so on it and, and like so aware of what was um, of his sound. Uh, and then I, I really wanted to take that power, you know, to the next level when it came to Dead Pets and then Younger Now, self-writing those records. And now I'm at a place where I've already proven myself. I don't feel like there's anything else to prove. And so I'm working on collaboration. I want to read to you a question from someone on Instagram. Her name is Waterwoman21. She's a huge Miley Cyrus fan. We're going to do our, our Bella Insurance fan question. She says, I love Midnight Sky. My question is, has the pandemic got you feeling more creative or less creative? And how has it impacted your music writing process? I would say absolutely more creative because a lot of it, I haven't had as much 
you can't really have as much help around you creatively. It's really about, you know, even in the first week of the pandemic, creating my own Instagram live show. Um, it was kind of, you know, there have been so many, I mean, it takes a huge team to be making all of this possible, you know? Um, but I think now being a little bit more just oneness, you know, there's just you uh, <laughs> and your imagination and how do you make, how do you make entertainment and how do you make, you know, special standout moments in a time where you can't have the effort of as many people as you usually can? And so I think creatively, uh, it was a little scary at first. Um, but now I'm getting really comfortable with the idea of just kind of leaning into myself and feeling confident and positive that I can handle it and I can still entertain from home. Where did you get the shoes? The oh, shoes. Awesome. They're Saint Laurent. When you were asking me what did I uh what did I get from Dolly, I was thinking like the shoe game, you know? <laughs> All right. I want to ask you uh one more thing before we let you go. And again, thank you. It's great to have you. I had to go go back through the uh the files. We last talked to you in 2010. Uh you were doing promo for uh the last song. And you were getting ready to start the last season of Hannah Montana. So obviously, a decade has gone by since then. So it's amazing to see you grow so much since then. But I want to ask you, when it's appropriate, once you get back on the road and you get back to Boston, we have an event that we do every summer. It's called the Beach House. It's a very private event. We bring in some of your diehard fans. It's on the water on Cape Cod. It's on the back. Sounds fun. Uh, we have. We've had you two, Dave Matthews, uh, Sean Mendez, uh, John Mayer. Um, who else has done it? Dave, Megan, Matthews band. Dave Matthews. And it's a very intimate, and I just feel like you would thrive. Would you think about doing the Beach House with us? I, yes, that sounds amazing. That sounds awesome. I cannot wait till we can make things like that a reality again. Trust me, I'm, I'm just like itching for it. Well, it's fantastic. Thank you so much. And uh, hopefully Thank we'll you. see you soon, Miley. Yes, Bye. hopefully. Thank you. Stay safe and healthy. Bye. I can't wait to tell Joe that you got her for the beach house. <laughs> Dude, nasty. That's going to be the first thing I tell Joe or Catali. I'm going to be like, it's going to be like, how to boss? I'm going to be like, Carson got her for the beach house. Just so you know. <laughs> so good. Oh, are you kidding me? You guys are awesome. Thank you. I can tell that you guys are fans, and that was so fun, too. Oh, she was fantastic. She's great. I have to say, though, one of the things she said that rung out for me that I almost want to, like, chime in and, like, open up was, like, how she says, like, Dolly makes everybody feel so important. I, I always – I've been doing this job now for over 20 years, and I've worked with so many artists. Mm -hmm. And when I met Miley, she treated me like she treated her handler, like she treated her managers, like she treated the drivers, like she treated – she does the same exact thing and it is, it's so, it goes so far. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I could, I could do Joe Rogan. I could talk to her for like two hours. Oh my right. God. I think anybody can. And she can talk back for probably yeah, four. So. I know. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate yeah, thanks, it. Thanks guys. This was great. All right, was thanks, nice Take care. All right, bye. bye Annie. Thank you. Great job. Bye. Bye.